Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bayo bam, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop, never ever ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT Show. I am MKT. Feeling good. Feeling good. I hope you had a good day. It is becoming warmer in the Republic of South Africa. I imagine if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, so it's nearly springtime. Two more days and officially it is that equinox. So it'll get a bit warmer. Uh, had a great week. Had a great day. Saw a classic. Classic human Howie Sexy, one of the most inspirational human beings I've ever met in my life. So I've, I've had a good day. I've had a really, really good day. What am I talking about today? Uh, we'll talk Zhao Felix. What happened? Um, somebody posted that as a great topic, so we'll talk about that. Um, I'll tell you how the top six teams should feel. If you support top six, I'll sort of break it down in sort of one sentence. How I think you should be feeling about your team after two games as a top six team. And then we'll get into the mailbag. Um, and then we'll... You know, get into the weekend. Get into the weekend. Um, my weekend, right? Um, it will be a little bit of training. I'm going to an art thing on Saturday. A friend of mine invited me. I'd forgotten that I'd said yes. She texted me just before I started recording this podcast. She said, see you on Saturday. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I remembered. I'd already committed. Can't be that guy. Luckily, it's in the morning. No need to worry about missing the Chelsea game at 4 o'clock. If it was any later than the time it is, can't make it. It's what I do on weekends. I train in the mornings, football in the afternoon, and then go to bed. And then rinse and recycle for six months. So I enjoy it. It's a simple life, but I'm a simple man. Simple life, but a simple man. Uh, If you do have time, you know, greatly appreciate it. If you could rate the podcast... Uh, get on there, give it a five-star rating. If you don't think it's a five-star, give it a four-star rating. You know what I mean? Let's keep it real. Ideally, I'd like five, but I'm not going to manipulate people to give it a five-star rating if you're like, oh, this is so crap. What is this? Because you might just be listening to this to fill time, you know? Like, oh, well, it's better than nothing. Like, there's not that many South African podcasts um, that are entertaining. A lot of them are owned by like big media, and they try and make it sound like radio. Or the ones that are quite good from South Africa are generally like murder, mystery stuff. There's some good ones. Um, But I'll be honest, I'd love to know from people. I I don't really like polished podcasts um, unless I'm, like I like history, so I like to go and listen to history podcasts. um, And that kind of stuff, you know. I do like audio films. If you haven't seen any of those, those are available. Um, so for that kind of stuff, I like it. But if I'm going for like sports stuff, 95% of my consumption is sports, science, and biology. You know, generally genetics. That Those are my life interest fields. I, you know, 
I'm a very dense guy. Like I'm not the smartest person in the world. All I care about is football, neuroscience, and chemistry. Everything else is just like, I, I don't know what Kim Kardashian's ass is doing now. You know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not into, I think I said it on the last podcast, I'm into the ladies, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm not, but I'm not all over what Binga Bongo and Chinka Chanka are doing. I, I would imagine that those are popular people now. You know, I'm old, like Selena Gomez is finished, right? She's like by celebrity standards, she's 100. I, I, I'm not into it. I, I, I don't follow pop culture. I find it so boring. But I know people that are into it, him. I know people that are into it. Um, so yeah, what I was, and then if I'm not doing that, generally I'm trying to read a book. You know, every every weekend. I don't mean I finish a book every weekend. Before I go to bed, get a couple of pages in Saturday night, Sunday night, go to bed. You know, record the pod, rinse, repeat, recycle. Only reason I'm telling you this: somebody asked me. They are trying to build some rigidity into their lives. I'm like, well, thing is about me is I'm a little bit extreme. I'm starting to realize that. So I'm probably not somebody you want to imitate. You probably want to have a life, you know, I would imagine. I like, I, I, I socialize with less and less people because I just like a small life, you know, but some people like to know what the latest restaurant is. Like I went to a very nice restaurant today. Hadn't been, oh, I had been there once before by mistake. I, I Like myself and a friend from Cape Town or from Neisner, he was in town and we were in this particular shopping mall, which I cannot stand. I, I can't stand shopping malls, not this particular one. Um, anyway, he's like, uh, where should we go? I said, well, I just want to get a steak. And we were standing next to this restaurant. Went there today, place called Proud Mary. Very nice, very nice. I, I can't lie. If you if you if you if you want to take a lady on a date, again, again, it's important. I, I view the world through the eyes of a straight man. You know, if you are gay, I would imagine you would also do this. So just pretend. So don't get sensitive. If you're gay or lesbian, if you are going to say. What about the lesbians? Okay, well, just imagine you're, I'm talking about you as the protagonist and you to your, I don't know if you say, do you say girlfriend or partner if you're lesbian? I don't know. But if you're gay, to your boyfriend, okay? So imagine you're me in this situation going, when I say girlfriend, you just imagine whatever type of human being you're attracted to is the other one. You don't have to get sensitive about everything. There's bigger problems in the world. Go pay your bills. Like if this is your biggest problem, calm down, settle down. That that's the way. That's the way to get people to calm down. You know, like like when people are riled up about their identity politic, you know, you know, it always helps is to tell people to calm down. I, I found it works a hundred percent of the time, hundred percent of the time. As I'm sure anybody listening to this who's married or has a partner, when your partner when your partner gets a little hot under the collar, you know what generally helps everything if you just say hey calm down you're being hysterical that generally settles everything down quite quickly from what i've heard from what i've heard anywho if you want to take someone out and you want to look bougie 
So if you don't live in South Africa, there's a strata of society called black diamonds. And that's exactly what it sounds like. It's black people with money that are over the top. Right? I'm, I don't have any money and I'm not an over the top person. So you wouldn't catch me in these kinds of spaces. Uh, and I don't judge. Like, I mean, I do judge, but I'm like, whatever. I'm, I, I'm not going to go there because then I'm going to have to judge. I've got better things to do. Like, you know, read Tolstoy or whatever. I'm actually reading Tolstoy right now. War and Peace, hell of a thing. Anyway, um, if you want to seem to this person you're trying to attract as though you're like a, a foodie and you know what you're doing, I would highly recommend, and they are not sponsoring the show, by the way. I went to uh, Proud Mary today, Howie Saxton, incredible guy, one of the most inspirational people in South Africa. And another, a big wig, certainly a big wig in the um, investment game in South Africa, and they know a thing or two about food. I won't say who the other person is, because then I'm just being that guy who's flexing. But a, a massive, prominent family member in South Africa, and they own a... Massive global food chain. So um, so these people know their food. Uh, Howie knows food like, you know, one of the most sophisticated palates I've ever come across. They were saying it's the best food in Johannesburg. Proud Mary, Eton Rosebank. If you want to seem bougie or you want to impress um, a lady or a gent on the first date, Proud Mary, I'd highly recommend it. What I do, though, is get ahead of the menu, have a look online before... Um, and just acquaint yourself with it uh, because the food's very bougie. And I'm I'm a dickhead, right? Like I want steak, chicken, and I want it clean. You know, I don't eat, I don't love saucy food, to be completely honest. I don't. I like my food clean and um, quote unquote healthy. But Proud Mary, hell of a thing. If you are this weekend, you know, you're feeling... You're feeling yourself, girl. Okay, you know, your what do they say on social media? Your healing time or whatever is over. And you think, I'm just, you know, I'm going to give him a chance. I'm going to give him a chance. He's been asking for six months. You know what? Get him to, to take you to Proud Mary. Um, and listen, i gotta, I got to keep it real. I, I don't mind spending lots of money on food. You know, I, I don't see it as an expense. I don't, the one thing I don't see as an expense is food. Um, because I see it as an investment. So it's pricey. It is pricey. I'm not going to lie. But it's worth it. It's 100% worth it. And I don't say that about a lot of restaurants because I'm a very, very, very picky eater. Very picky. But Proud Mary, unbelievable. If you're trying to impress somebody, get yourself there. Rosebank. Banger. Banger. Absolute banger. Had, had these aubergines. That they did. Oh, my goodness. Oh, unbelievable. So, yeah, if you're trying to, you know, impress that uh, that one, that guy, that gal, proud Mary. Incredible. Feel good. Eat good. Eat good. Feel good. Feel good. Play good, you know. Feel good. Play good. All right. Get into the show. Get into the show. Rate the show. Uh, you know, if a friend wants to listen to a podcast about nothing, send them this podcast. Like, share, subscribe, be a friend, tell a friend, blah, blah, blah. Bloody, bloody, blah.
I had somebody DM me. They said, why don't you do bet a betting segment? I've got nothing against betting. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe I should do a betting podcast because I quite like betting. I don't bet myself anymore. Uh, I've got nothing against it. I'm, uh, by the way, I'm not a moralist. The only stuff I don't promote um, I'm not, or I'm not comfortable promoting is alcohol. Alcohol, drugs, whatever. I'm a bit of a health nut. But I'm not a moralist. I'm not like, oh my God, that person's drinking. <gasps> like, whatever. Do what you got to do. So I'm not above gambling. And anyway, people who say it's a moral issue, 30% of South Africa is has alcoholic issues. 1% is addicted to gambling. So if it's a moral issue, gambling is a much smaller problem than alcohol. Before we go there. Because I know people always do that. Oh, you won't, you won't do alcohol, but you'll do gambling. I say, yes, I will. Because I know numbers and you don't. So don't try and get smart. You know what I mean? Don't try and get smart. You've got to get aggressive early. Got to get aggressive early. All right, let's get into the show. Um, Matt Williams says the Springboks are abusing the bench. Not sure if you've seen this clip. What a weird thing to say. What a weird thing to say. I mean, if something's in the rules, right? And I, like, so the reason they brought in a bigger bench is that rugby was obviously transitioning to becoming a television sport and naturally you don't want 14 men on the field so the benches used to be smaller there didn't used to be a bench by the way you're back in the day 90 and i'm talking like 1995 there was no bench like if you got injured sorry you're out good luck all the best to you but they brought it in because when people got injured it's like it's it's not just a sport anymore it's a television product you know so you needed to to almost have the parity in order for the television product to be good. And rugby is the last sort of major sport to get professional. And some of these comments by this guy, Matt Williams, just unbelievable. It's in the rules and it's a tactical advantage. So if you're not going to get clever around it, why are you complaining? It's not like the Springboks are breaking any rules. And by the way, you can do it as well. This was, of course, after New Zealand got obliterated by the box. Um, if you don't know, they had a they, they did something called a seven-one split. They had seven forwards and one backline player, and his argument was they should limit that so that you don't have um, the Springboks basically changing the whole pack, which he feels is a physical disadvantage for everybody else, and they're abusing the bench. So Vili Larue got quote unquote injured at the last minute, so it was. Um, a 6-2 split, which means six forwards, two backs. And he's suggesting this um, Martin Lawrence guy, it should be, sorry, uh, Matt Williams. He says it should be 5-3 mandatory. Why? Like, why are we being prescriptive? Because by the way, there's a big chance you get a backline injury and now you've only got one backline guy on the bench. Now what? Especially if it's a scrum off, like that's a super specialist position. So... You know, I thought I thought it's just weird. Like it's such a weird thing to complain about. Out of all the things you could complain about, it's like everyone can do it. It's available to everyone. I would say I would have a problem with it. It's like if anything, southern hemisphere countries should be complaining. We don't have access, right, to the pound, to the euro. 
So those guys actually have an advantage over us in terms of preparation and they can train in, in better conditions, quote unquote. You know, uh, largely speaking, there are pockets of South Africa that are nicer to live in than Switzerland, to be completely honest with you. It, South Africa is a strange country. But you get my point. Like, largely speaking, they live in the first world. We should get a whinge. It's like, no, that's not an even playing field. Having the pound and having the rand is not an even playing field. We should complain about that. Like, we don't have access to having the pound as our currency to bring professional players here to make our rugby stronger. But a 7-1 split is available to New Zealand, England, Australia, whoever thinks they can do it. So weird. So weird. And it's it's when old people hate to see their things change. And it's one of the problems with rugby. Um, I still think rugby's stuck. And, and I think rugby people like that it's elitist. And, and you know what? I, I'm caught in a trap here because I don't think everything's for everyone. I don't think everything should change to let everyone in. I, I'm... I come from the working class. So, but I think the standard is the standard with certain things. Like, don't just change things to include people. I, I hate that idea. Like, people should lift themselves to a standard to be allowed in. You know? So in academia, don't lower the academic needs. For, like, fine arts, I don't care. For chemistry, don't lower the, for doctors, don't lower the needs. You know, for things where you actually have to be smart. Accounting, don't lower the needs. Mathematics. You know? But I think rugby kind of likes that it's elite. I don't think rugby is serious about going commercial and going big. And I think they like it. It's an elite to sport. It is. And this just reeks of that. Just like, no, don't change it. We've always done it like this. Which is a very weird thing to say. It's weird, man. Weird, like it, it. It it came off as old guy who likes to complain. You know the older old people just complain because they got nothing to do during the day. Like, bro, unbelievable. That's why Americans are are, are better at this stuff. They they're happy to just chuck stuff out, and not romanticize. I think rugby romanticizes itself too much. And yeah, Matt Williams, classic case. They're not abusing the bench. They're doing. They're doing what I would do. The box strength is the pack and having lots of massive forwards. Great. We're going to double down on that and grind you down in a war of attrition. So no. I'm going to talk about this quick as well. Um, I, th- I think I've said this before. I think I've said this before. Um, old Nunes and Amrabat going on strike for Fiorentina and Wolves to get their moves. I think the young boy from Wolves got his move to Man City, um, congrats to him, and Amrabat, we'll see how that goes. I absolutely hate people going on strike. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I, I loathe it in every sphere of work because I don't, I've always said, I don't think footballers need to be role models. Like, you must raise your own kids. I've got no time for that. Like, raise your own kids, you, you, you know, if a, if a footballer is a role model, I think it's a bonus. And I think it's amazing. And I, I admire it because when you're in your 20s and you have all the money in the world and all the girls in the world and all this 
they have true power, you know, that like that is power being a footballer. I would say it's the most it's one of the most powerful positions in the world. Um especially in the palm of your hands as children, you know, like children just love sportsmen. Like who wouldn't? Like no one cares. Most children are aware that they're not gonna be Nora Jones. I'm sorry, like like as cool as pop stars are, it, it's not as cool as being a, a sportsman. Purely because most of us are aware, like, like I can't go and no child can go on stage and sing, you know, a quarter as well as Mariah Carey. So even uh, children are very honest, it's like, oh, I can't do that. But they can kick a ball in the backyard, you know, they can imitate Wayne Rooney, they can imitate, uh, I don't know, Darwin Nunes, they can imitate Jordi Alba, they can imitate Leo Messi, you know, they can Kevin De Bruyne, you know. They can wear their shirts. They can, you, what you doing? Wearing a Selena Gomez shirt. Taylor Swift, does, she doesn't have merch, does she? What am I doing? Wearing a number 22 Selena Gomez shirt. No. It's ridiculous. No, uh, no one's wearing Kim Kardashian shirts. Like the, the, those aren't the, the warriors of our society. Footballers are. Rugby players are. You know, cricketers are. Like sportsmen, they, they, they play a rock concert as well. I've always said, Footballers play a rock concert. So if musicians think they have it good and they tour like once every four months, footballers are playing a rock concert three times a week. Some of them. <laughs> it's it is the ultimate. And the young men and old men admire you. It's it's the ultimate. It is absolutely the ultimate. So it's a bonus if they have the self awareness to be a role model at the age of thirty. Even thirty is so young. It's so young. So raise your own kids. I, I don't expect them to. But one thing I just resent, and maybe it's because I was a dickhead in my teens and 20s and I, I slacked. And now I lean into my family genes and like my father's quote unquote, I wouldn't say workaholic. He's just, it's all he knows. Like it got him out of rural South Africa into middle class existence. My, my dad's just unbreakable work-wise. But I just... As I've gotten older, and you know, a friend of mine says I get preachy, and I'm like, yeah, I, I do. Like, w- w- whatever, I'm not going to change. Um, you, you know, and I, I like friends that get preachy with me if I'm screwing up. So, I f- and I feel very comfortable getting preachy. It's like I don't say stuff I'm not doing. Largely, it's go to work, dude, because young kids need to learn, especially young children need to learn. Which, which my father tried to instill in me and I kind of screwed up in my teens and 20s, is you can't just drop your tools because you're not happy. That's just, it's not a good image from footballers to give to children. But, but, but okay, they, they are not role models. We must raise our own kids. Great. What I resent is hard work is in itself the reward. And I don't like the idea of a society not getting on with it. If my footballers can't even get on with it, why should I at my nine to five? So, like, if you're young and you admire footballers, go to work. I don't care how unhappy you are. Quit. Give a month's notice and then leave. Because the thing about this, and I I was this person, so I can get preachy about it. The thing about quitting it becomes a part of your character. 
And the other thing about these guys is, you know, every club thinks, oh no, they just did it to them. They'll do it to you too. Like PSG are learning with Kylian Mbappe. He did it to Monaco. Now he's doing it to them. These guys don't change. When you do that, I get super, super worried. And one thing I'm trying to be more and more conscious of as well is my behavior for my own character because I want to be a better person for myself. But I'm also getting older and young people, my nieces and nephews are looking at me. It's like, I think you can't be as demanding to young people if you're not doing it, right? I'm not asking anyone to be perfect. We all screw up. But go to work. Don't go on strike. I, I hate that. Like that is one of the most undesirable tools or, or, or ways of being in grown-ups that I, I observe. Like, honestly, unless you are being sexually abused, your boss is gross, you, you know, and you feel that your position at work is untenable, go to work, quit, serve out your month's notice. And listen, life's not that simple. Some people have to work to feed families, like whatever. That's a whole separate conversation. And some people aren't working because they're... And by the way, by the way, I'm also not going to feel sorry for people. Most people in the world are working to feed their families. So we, we must we, we must slow down on this thing of boo-hoo as well. Like most people in the world are working to feed their families. L- let's not have a pity party. Like I would, that's not cool either. Let's not pity party. Get on with it. Get on with it. You know? So go to work. Go to work. It's awesome to be... Do you know how many people in the world would love the dignity of working? Like, that's a bigger problem for me is there are so many people... I live in a country with, depending what stats you read, um, the unemployment is like 60%, which is just frightening. And part of the work thing is in in the society we've built, there's a dignity to being able to work. Sometimes, sometimes it's not about the money only, right? And, and I'll always say it, it's always about the money, by the way, when we get to the high end. But in the human sense, there is a dignity to being allowed to work, to toil and earn, right? It, it creates human dignity. So I resent it when people that are being paid small fortunes, the GDP of some countries, down their tools. Like, gross, dude gross and i think it it revolts me because i didn't take the opportunity when i had it but i've never been on strike never done it never never done it my father raised me go to work i screwed up in many other ways in life by the way to be very clear (laughs) i didn't screw up in that way i found every other way in life to screw up so i'm not perfect but go to work what are we doing oh my goodness Go to work. Wherever you are right now, the one thing you cannot afford to do, if you're a grown-up, if you're a grown-up, women, I'll I'll forgive you till 21. Guys, I'll forgive you till 25 because we're not grown-up. Women just mature faster. Anytime after that, grow up. And for, like, I'm rebutting these guys. Terrible. I I just, I, I can't tell you 
how much it revolts me. Maybe it's because my parents worked hard. Like I, compared to them, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I am laughing. I'm laughing, mate, in terms of the work thing. But go to work. If you are listening to this, please go to work. If you're young, whatever. If you're 30 and up and you don't care what I've got to say on this matter, fine, like whatever. But if you are young, stop. Trust me. It'll make you hate yourself. The worst thing in the world is being a quitter. And I'm not talking like tough guy inspiration thing. There's life's an ugly business. Eh? Like it, it is an ugly business. So what you've got to do is get used to knuckling down. Like I've been through my own stuff. I'm, I'm not perfect. I have screwed up a lot and been a quitter. And my character became quitting in my 20s and just being all over the place. Around 28, I made some decisions. Around 31, I really made some decisions. And around 33, I really, really made some decisions. And now, now we're living. (laughs) Now we're living. But listen, it's been nine years, honestly, of having to rebuild my character. I'm not not above it. At 28, I made some decisions. I'm 37 now. Some decisions I made. One of the things was don't quit. You're not allowed to quit. If you start stuff, finish it. And if you're not happy, leave. Like that's how it works. That's the game. And no pity party. I don't know, Nunes, Amrabat, I don't want to hear pity parties. Doesn't matter if you're a footballer or working in a cubicle. Not happy, leave. Same as a relationship. I mean, there's lots of people listening to this going, Oh, my relationship's terrible. And now you're being terrible to that other person to try and get them to dump you. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? No, go to work. So I resent that. I, I honestly, I hate that as a human look. And I'm, I'm really speaking to myself in some sense there because I've been that person in my, in my youth, twenties, mid twenties, teens. Ugh, gross. When I think back at myself, ew. But not now. I can say it now. I can speak, say it in my chest. Not now. I work. I craft. And by the way, I, I don't mean to sound funny. I'm I'm in a position now where my parents have worked hard enough where if I didn't really want to work, like if I didn't really, I just got to live in my mom's house. It would be sweet. I mean, it wouldn't because I'm maybe the most leave-me-alone person in the world and I love my own space. So <laughs> it wouldn't be sweet. It would, it would be terrible for my mom because my mom's like, oh, let's chat and I'm like, oh, get away from me. To everyone, not just my mom. Yeah? But I just love working now. Like I, lo- I like working. Hard work is in itself the reward. Now, I would like you to pay me because, hey, what are we doing here? It's not Stalin's uh, USSR, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not Leninist times. Not in Stalingrad on the, on the front line with, winter, with the summer uniforms, if you know what I mean. Adolf Hitler, what were you doing? In general, but in particular. What are we doing with... Summer uniforms in winter. 1944, hell of a time. Go to work. Amrabat. Jeez, like, unbelievable. Hey, they will, Man United, he will do it to you too, by the way. That's the other thing. He will do it to you too. All right. Um, By the way, MKT Shop, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
Um, I mean, you already listened to this podcast, so, but it is available wherever you get your podcast. Be a friend, tell a friend, share the pod. It would be nice to, I know what you're thinking. Brew, it's not our job to market your podcast. Just pay for a little bit of boosted marketing. Never paid for marketing. Biggest listen was the last episode. 839 listeners. Which doesn't which isn't a lot in market terms, but in South African podcast terms, puts me in the top five percent actually, which is weird. How do I know that? I work with Spotify. I know everyone at Spotify South Africa. And they told me. So doesn't yeah, we're doing alright in the ratings, but but I don't really care about that, to be honest with you. Got a much bigger vision for the show, doing some cool stuff with other people. So it'll be a slow build, but I'm loving it. Loving doing this. Loving doing this. Would be nice. Be a friend, tell a friend. Hey, have you heard this podcast? Do you want to hear some dickhead preach at you like he knows what's going on in life? Give them the pod. Maybe they like it. Maybe they don't. If they don't like it, they can go to hell. You know? Like, what must I do? They chose to listen to this. Bloody bastards. I mean, they're not bastards if they listen. They're the... uh, uh, yeah, they are a bit bastardy if they say, oh, it wasn't that good. You know, they're like, if you you ever recommend something to someone, and they're like, yeah, it wasn't that good. I think you over, oh, my goodness. Like, just watch the thing and or don't watch it. And if you don't like it, don't tell me. And then, then the question becomes, oh, why'd you, why'd you recommend it to me then? It's like, oh, bro, I liked it. Yeah, okay, well, maybe just leave me alone. I can find my own stuff. Oh, geez, like, leave me alone. Anyhow, don't know. These are the things happening in my mind. Things happening in my mind. Anyway, recommend the show. Be a friend, tell a friend. 800. Was it 839? 893 or 839? One of the two. Very nice. I, I, I've got quite long arms. I gave myself a pat on the back. Literally. I, I, I literally gave myself a pat on the back for that. No marketing. Just some, you know, I'm a working class hero, as I say. Nothing, nothing hardens you like, <laughs> nothing hardens you like the northern suburbs of Johannesburg and the hard living of growing up in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg. It's tough. That's why you need all this private security, you know. That's why I had to live in a gated community when I was younger. It's dangerous, aren't you? Very dangerous. All right, let's move on. Jao Felix, um, somebody sent me a message on, I think it was Twitter, said, Jao Felix, what happened? In 2019, 3rd of July, 2019, uh, just four years ago, Lord Almighty, Jao Felix signed for £113 million from Benfica to Atletico Madrid. Uh, he was the boy wonder of Portuguese football or at that time, Benfica and and European football. At that time, they said, "Here's the next one." You know what happened there? You know, I'm probably gonna get strong feeling either way here. But you know how women think they can fix men? Like I've never heard this because I've only had two girlfriends, but I've watched it happen lots around me. What's it happen with? female friends and male friends where it's just like, oh my goodness, this is going to be a disaster. And I think I've told you a story before 
where I got involved in a relationship. But I don't get involved in my friend's relationships anymore because of what happened with this one particular friend where he kind of ratted me out. And then I realized, oh, do not trust people in relationships. Just your job is to be the friend. Whoever your friend is, just be their friend. That's my new approach to relationships. And I say new, it's been a while. Like if if my friend, like his wife is his wife, and she she must also, like I have two f- friends with the, with wives, and they started to cross the line. I had to have a word with them. It's like, hey, I'm not your friend. You're my friend's wife, kind of thing, you know. Because I like to put people where I, I, I like order. Like I brought I got brought up by a father where there must be order in life. So I I don't like this. Yeah, I'm f- phoning your wife and no 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 no. If I, if there's anything I need to tell her, I can tell you, and you can tell her. Kind of thing, right? But I've seen I've seen this a lot. Like, I don't know if it's purely a female thing, but just again, I can only see the world through my own eyes. I've seen it more often than not from this perspective, where women think they can fix men. This this lady who I used to work with, Unandi, she used to call it Upildit. She she says um, she's not dating because Agana's cut saga Pildit, which. Which is essentially a project for the for the for the blacks that went to St John's and cares and don't speak um, black talk, you know. Upilit is it's a project, and for the Corks slash Caucasians, when somebody says I don't have time for Upilit, is I don't have time to go and fix someone like your mom should have raised you kind of thing. But women think they can fix men, and it's a it's a broad statement. But I've observed it a lot. And then three years into the relationship, I've seen them just like get weirdly upset. It's like, what did you expect? Like you got into a relationship with somebody who likes to drink beers with the lads on Friday nights, <laughs> and we're three years in, and now you're upset that he drinks beers with the lads on Friday night. What are we doing here? Have I lost my mind? Like, what are we doing? It's literally scientifically proven. You cannot change an adult person's mind beyond the age of 28. Like you, it, I'm not saying that to sound cool. It's neuroscientifically proven. You literally can't change someone's mind. They have to change their own minds. You cannot change people. And I've, I'm, I'm a cynic in this case. I think people, people don't change. But uh, ask women, uh, no, nah, I'll change them. They, they, they think, they th- you know, th- women are better than men at this. They think long term. And they, they, they'll, they'll wait you out. But then they get upset. They're three years in, you haven't changed. What the hell was Lerica Madrid doing signing Jao Felix? A flair player shouldn't have gone to Simeone, especially in his developmental stage. So not only are flair players unpredictable by their nature when they are world-class, this guy was unpredictable just because he was 19. So he, was, he had lots of mistakes in his game, wasn't cultured, and was a flair player. I mean, that's like juggling on a unicycle. <laughs> For a baby. You know? So, so already there, I don't know what was going on. So he should never have gone there. You know, there's a great saying in life, and I try and live by this. Opposites attract, but our similarities keep us together. I know Hollywood says 
the lumberjack should marry the ballerina. No, they shouldn't. Mostly that doesn't work. And it's don't be anecdotal. I've read the evidence. Like, if you're a scientist, find a scientist. If you're logical, find someone logical. If you're religious, find someone religious. Opposites attract, similarities keep us together. It's an age-old saying, and the evidence is there. You can go and look it up. It was such a dumb move by both sides. Like, what were they doing? They thought it was a Disney thing, like Beauty and the Beast. What are we doing? And the big problem here is Jean-Felix is 23, and he hasn't developed since he was 19. Because he spent four years in a counter-attacking team doing nothing. Like, we see flashes of him, but he hasn't really developed into a number 10, a winger. Like, he, he just feels like he's playing all vibes. The talent is clear, but he doesn't seem refined or cultured, any more refined or cultured. And when you look at the young guys like Phil Foden, um, I mean, you look at Reese James, you look at Trent Alexander-Arnold going forward, Erling Haaland, you f- don't you feel like these guys have developed? They've developed, right? And he stood still. It's gotten ugly, actually. 23 years old. Still the same player he was when he was 19. It's weird. It's weird. Should have stayed at Benfica. Should have found a club where a number 10 inside left was appreciated. It's not Atletico Madrid. Functional and fun do not go together. They don't work. This is real life, people. This is this is not you and the girls saying you need to get yourself a man that can treat you right. Like, don't try and be happier than happy. Don't try and like my father always used to say that, and you know I quote him a lot on this show. But he's like I appreciate my dad more and more as I grow up. Don't try and be happier than happy, and they try like like people try and do that, right? Like, oh, you know, I'm crazy and he's quiet. It'll work. It's not actually how it works. Now, there's people listening to this going anecdotally and they'll say, yeah, but it works for us. Well, that's not how data works. Opposites attract similarities. Keep us together. That's what went wrong with Jao Felix. He should never have gone to Simeone. In his developmental stage. And then it's just even worse now. Because he stayed the same. And they expect him to have grown in a system that has not helped him grow. And by the way. Simeone is not coaching. Look at Enzo Carrasco. Even Carrasco who. Relatively speaking is rigid. But as a flair player. Had to go to China for a bit. It just doesn't work. All the flair players end up leaving. Conaguero had to get out of there. Luis Suarez had to get out of there. And even then, Luis Suarez was dead by that time. Falcao had to get out of there. The flare players don't, do not last at Atletico Madrid. This guy's trapped now. £113 million. On a seven-year deal. My lord. Do you know he's only 23, by the way? Feels like Jao Felix 28. Should be ripping it up. Sad. Very, very sad.
I, I, I just, it was a bad move from the agents, from Atletico Madrid, from João Felix. It just was never going to work. Hollywood, man, it's ruined us. This, this idea that the nerd and the, the supermodel, nah, no, 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 Mm-mm. ain't it, ain't it fair. Terrible move. Terrible move. Just skip there, as they say. All right, finish off with this. Um, I'm going to quick, quickly give you one-liners or just succinctly tell you how I think you should be feeling after two games if you support a top-six side. All right? Man City, you should be feeling fine. It's all good. It's all good. Don't think you're going to win the league, but it's all good. They're turning the squad over nicely. Liverpool, you should be worried. Because one thing I don't like is drama without results. Jürgen's drama. And you've only got one league title. In We're going into year nine now. Mm, should be worried. Like for all this drama, I'd like to see a little bit more silverware. And I know there's feel-good factor and he's pumping up the crowd. Uh, you know, it's one title in 30 years. Let's calm down. Liverpool thinking they're back. What have you really got other than a bit of a vibe? What have you really got? Arsenal, you should be fine. Listen, you must also keep it real. Keep it real. You've been terrible since 2004. It's nearly 20 years. Relax. You're good at last. Just celebrate that. You should be feeling good. You should be fine. If you're Arsenal, you should be fine. If you're Man United, you should be extremely worried. I told you, Rafael Varane, when he came to Man United, it was a problem. Because of the lesson people must learn. Real Madrid don't sell players that are at their peak. When Real Madrid sell you, you must know there's something properly wrong. You must know there's something properly wrong. When they sell you, you're old or you're washed. And Casemiro's washed. And Varane, I said it. You know Varane's never played more than 33 games in a league season. Going back to Lance. He's, he's not unlucky. He is injury prone. And at Real Madrid, by the way, he had Sergio Ramos next to him. <laughs> so, of course it looked good. He had the best central defender of his generation... Arguably top 10 of all time. Next to you. So you're probably doing half the work really. And Casemiro is finished. Uh, listen. Nobody's going to tell me anything. I've, I've been watching football too long. Casemiro is done. He's, he's a step off the pace. Listen. He's a legendary player. But Real Madrid. 60 million. For a 30 year old. Who was finished. And you're starting to see. Turns out Bruno Fernandes isn't Tony Cruz or Luka Modric. Turns out. Because, again, the other thing at Real Madrid when Casemiro, and I think he's being exposed now, he's really just mopping up because Real Madrid are going to have 60% of the ball more often than not for that generation, right? Prime Bale, Prime Ronaldo, Asensio doing it, Prime Benzema. So most of the time you're in charge of the game and in his defensive midfield role, he's really just mopping up or tactical fouling. Now you're in England, my man. There are no holidays here. There is no Tony Cruz. There is no Gareth Bale. 
There is no Cristiano Ronaldo. There is no Marcelo. There is no Sergio Ramos. That's that's a real thing. That's a real thing. A lot of people get protected in systems. Now, I would argue it's harder to play in great teams, right? Because great players have expectations. But in his role, I'll, I, I will die on this grave. He's not as good as Makelele was. Casemiro is not as good. And Man United are seeing his limitations now. A big problem for them is you're now seeing his lack of transitional ability of getting the ball quickly and passing it on. This is where Makelele separated himself. Not only was he a good destroyer, but Makelele was a brilliant passer of the ball. Technically, he would take it on the half turn and ensure that it's with the playmakers quick, fast. Watch Man United this weekend. Watch how slowly it gets from Casemiro to where it needs to get to. And at Real Madrid, that was fine because Tony Cruz is dropping deep to come get it from you. Don't worry about it. Just give it here. You, you had two legendary guys next to you. And then you had, I mean, the two greatest athletes to ever play football in Bale Ronaldo. I've never loved Benzema. I think overrated. But whatever. People love him for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't get it. But that team, and then Marcelo is flying, and then Sergio Ramos is flying. Unreal. Unreal team. Unreal. And if you're Spurs, uh, you're fun. Just take it. Like, you're not winning anything. You're still Spurs. Um, and if you're Chelsea, nothing's changed. Aggressive ownership. They want to win. You want to win. Nothing's changed. It's West London. It's the club. It's the club I love for what they've built in the last 20 years, the most successful club in England over the last 20 years. But but nothing's changed. You should feel fine. All right, let's get in the mailbag. Cap, uh, it's Brett Duplessis. By the way, MKT inspires. Fire in the DMs. Um, always happy to um, read your messages. Except when it's... Um, when it's nudes. But I haven't had nudes lately, which is fantastic. Thank you. Appreciate it um, to those people who send me nudes. Thank you for not um, doing that. Put me in a very difficult position. I was going to say a hard position there, but uh, no, that's not, that, that's, not, that, that's not what you... No one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that. All right, let's get into this. Um, Brett Duplessis says, Question for the mailback. What is the best lineup that Man United can and should utilize at this current stage of our shambles. No no saucy picks for you this time, says Brett Duplessis. Brett, you know, I think Onana, I don't know why they don't play Dello on the right, although now now you you don't have a left back. when When I'm recording this, Kukurea hasn't gone to United yet. So I'll say... I would play Dello on the right. I would play uh, the Butcher. And I would play Lindelof. I would then... I mean, you can't play that youngster. So let's say Kukurea on the left. And then I would play McTominay and Casemiro. I would play Bruno in front of them. I'd play... I would play on the left. I would play Rashford. On the right, I would play Anthony, who's terrible. And then up front, 
I play Martial. That's my four three three. But but you need help in the in the midfield. Casemiro can't do it on his own. He doesn't have the legs for England. He never has. He never has. So with United, you, you, you've got three playmakers up front. You, you don't need you don't need anyone. You don't need to play Mason Mount and Bruno Fernandez. It's over egging the pudding. What you need to do is protect your weak backline. But I play Delo. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea what people see in one Bissaka, by the way. You, you know what the problem is? One Bissaka is the inverse of Trent Alexander-Arnold. So he's really, really good one-on-one defensively. But he gets a nosebleed as soon as he crosses the halfway line to get into the, the other teams. He, he doesn't know what's cutting. He's, I've always said he's a centre-back at right-back. He's, oh, he's ghastly to watch. can't believe Man United paid $50 million for him. And Brett says, a successful season, I think, would be top three, another Mickey Mouse trophy, and maybe quarterfinals in the Champions League. All right, Brett, Brett supports Manchester United, for those of you that haven't figured it out. Um, unless we get another two more quality signings, then I would think we, we would be able to possibly get to the semis of the Champions League. So he thinks two more signings and you get Champions League. And he says, three positions I would spend on would be a CB to pair with Martinez, a young energetic DM, and a striker who can kick a ball in the direction of the net. I'll finish off on that one. I really like that last comment. What if Rasmus isn't Rooney? You've seen Rashford can't play up front. What are you going to do then? That's going to be poor. What if Rasmus isn't the guy? Spent 70 mil on him, by the way. It's a massive risk. It's a massive risk massive risk so you've got Rasmus let's see if he's the guy because everyone's telling me all of a sudden everyone watched Atalanta playing in Syria and they they know that Rasmus is the guy and by the way you know what doesn't make it easy for Rasmus is there's another guy from Scandinavia at the front door you're the na- noisy neighbors now by the way because Erling Brown Haaland those comparisons not only his price tag not only does he need to be the savior because Martial has been a failure but now, those immediate comparisons, people are going to say, wait, but Erling Haaland's your age. Why? We just spent 70 mil on you. I've always said, listen, in life, you'll know this. It's a lot easier if you are successful and your sibling's successful and you're not in the same place. Or if you're less successful and your sibling lives in Australia and you live in South Africa, it's a lot easier to handle those dynamics. Now, when you're close to each other, muchos problem, as they say. It's a lot easier. But now, Erling Haaland's on the front door. I'll finish off on this. So, Brett, uh, really appreciate that. Slide in the DMs at MKT Spies. What a bloody farce, Erling Haaland not getting young player of the year as well. Bale did it, Ronaldo did it. Don't tell me you can't get PFA Young Player of the Year. Erling Haaland literally rewrote the history books. Ronaldo and Bale did not rewrite anything in England. Nothing. And they're one Young Player of the Year. You, we, we may never see another season like Erling Haaland. Forget debut season. We may never see a season like Erling Haaland in our lifetime again. And he did it better than Ronaldo, better than Bale. Why didn't he get Young Player of the Year? What are we doing? BLM for Bukayo Saka now. What the shit is going on there? Like, seriously, why is Boy... 
why is Bukayo Saka getting young player of the year ahead of Erling Haaland? Because if, if Bukayo Saka is getting that, he should be player of the season then. Haaland shouldn't be player of the season. What what good reason did Erling Haaland not get both? I'm sorry, it just feels like BLM for... Oh, like, what are we doing now? Giving prizes now because the guy's black? Seriously, I, and it's... I think it should be insulting to Bukayo Saka. Because I honestly feel like they've done a token prize there. It's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. And, and there is no justification I will accept. There is absolutely no justification that I will accept for why Bukayo Saka got Young Player of the Year. Who I've always loved, by the way, but he's not in his wildest dreams. He, he isn't in the same universe as Erling Haaland as a player. He isn't in the same universe. He's a nice player. He's not Erling Haaland. Not on his... In fact, I will go so far as to say this. He will never be Erling Haaland. Bukayo Saka will never be as good as Erling Haaland. He, he doesn't have that... He, he just doesn't have that ceiling. It is disgusting that they didn't give it. The PFA Play of the Ward. What are we doing? He should be insulted. Give it back. Give it back. All right. I hope you have the time of your lives. Uh, we will be back Monday. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the MKT Show. And for this week, I am the hell. Out of here.